Coming up on today's swim episode. You know, every every week there's tens of thousands of songs. You know, you hear these statistics that are getting uploaded to Spotify, and there's just it, there's an uh, a, an incredible uh, saturation in the market of material that's coming out. And so, how do you find uh, uh, you know a niche to be able to break out with it? This is Swim Success with Music. Yo, what up, music fam? This is Walt. You are listening to the Success with Music podcast. We call it Swim for short. This is a podcast for singers, songwriters, beat makers, music students. We are always about the music life. Hey, again, welcome to the show. I appreciate you listening. It's been a while, but today it will be totally worth the wait. In fact, what we're going to do is give you a two-part episode. And the reason for that is we have a major music guest on that is going to provide you with inside information about the music industry, especially if you're trying to grow your career, going from just having a hobby as a music creator to actually living that life where you are fully sustained by your music craft. And today we're going to be talking with Sean Giovanni from The Record Shop down in Nashville. Sean has been on the grind all the way from the bottom. Now he's on top. He's literally going to walk you through all of his secrets. Well, maybe a lot of them. So it's a two-part episode. Subscribe now so that you can actually hear the next episode when it drops. That said, seriously, man, I really encourage you to take notes today. You're going to hear a lot of great content. Hey, man, let's go ahead and get to it. All right, Swim fam, as usual, we are bringing you some premium music guests. And today we're going to be introduced to someone who's going to help you go to the next level in your career. I really want you guys to listen. This gentleman is a music insider. He's been in the industry for quite some time. He knows what he's talking about. He is the one that will give you direct insight for growing your music career in a substantial way. His name is Sean Giovanni. He is the producer, engineer, and owner for Middle Tennessee's own The Record Shop. In addition to that, Sean is a frequent NAM show panelist, speaker at Belmont, MTSU, the Recording Academy, and countless community groups. Sean is passionate about helping musicians build a sustainable business around their art and achieving their goals. Hey, look, he has worked with clients in the studio ranging from Tim McGraw, Big and Rich, to Zach Wilde, The Wallflowers, Juicy J, and Little John. In addition to that, other production clients include John Legend and Alabama Shakes. Hey, if you are looking for someone who knows what they're talking about based off of that short abbreviated uh, track record, man, you are listening to the right podcast. Hey, Sean, thank you so much for spending your valuable time to drop some knowledge on our audience today. Hey, thank you and welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here and look forward to our conversation. Yeah, for sure. So in, in typical fashion, I'm going to try to lay back and and actually learn myself as you as you talk. So I want to start us off with some questions and some um, some things that most of our audience members will want to know about. And again, please feel free to just take the reins and help us to understand how we can grow our music career. So one of the major things that I think a lot of us who are you know growing our fan bases and growing our careers and things like that, that we want to know is we want to 
figure out how to market ourselves, how to get uh, bigger name recognition. Most of us are indies and we're not backed by these massive labels and we don't have a huge machine behind us to really get um, all the marketing done, all the, the PR related stuff done, all the content pushed out to social prep platforms. So as someone that may be operating on an indie level, on a smaller level, just start off by giving us some insight about what you've seen in terms of growing your fan base, um, increasing fan engagement. What, what can I do to really grow my career? I think learning how to grow your career starts with the foundational aspect of learning how to tell your story. As creatives, uh, artists, songwriters, we're really great at telling stories in our music and the art that we create. But then when we try to share that music with people, we jump right into, hey, go and check out this song Mm -hmm. uh, or come and uh, watch this show. And we just invite people to take action to do something without telling them really why or giving them uh, incentive to how this art is going to impact them in a positive way. Hmm. So when I think that you look at the artists that are having a lot of great success as indies that are marketing themselves they have a really great story and a culture that's built around their brand and i know the word brand isn't the sexiest word for uh, a creative because we got into this industry to be able to be artists and and be creative and unique and not have to work for the man and have that corporate structure around things so when i use words like that i use it only in the context of we understand what that means Every brand has a story. They have a target audience, Mm -hmm. a demographic, and a market that they're um, delivering their products to. And as artists, I think we we are in the modern music industry, we have to uh, have that direction when we're trying to connect with an audience. Wow. So how do we tell our story? Because I can say that and it sounds cool, but tangibly, how do do we do that? Uh, Well, I start with having artists dive into what they're purposes behind their music Mm -hmm. so initially when i ask artists that many of them will say well i I want people to be inspired by my music that's great we definitely want but every other artist wants that too uh we'll say well i want to connect with uh you know with a lot of people and get my music out everywhere that it can and be heard um which is also great and a great um uh, goal to have but also something that every artist every other artist wants okay so let's dive in a little bit more specifically into what makes us unique Uh, While we may not have the huge marketing budget, we may not have that record label yet um, or the um, experience necessarily to know exactly what to do. The one thing that every one of us has is a unique story to tell. Mm -hmm. Every human being has their own uh, very unique uh, personality, their interests. um, And within that, we have things that align with other people. So there's also other people out there that, that think similarly to us, that have had similar experiences to us, and if, if we can direct the art that we create and the way that we share it around a universal human experience, mm-hmm. I think you'll be much more likely to be able to grow a, a, a fan base and a following, and and have the impact that you intend for your music uh, much quicker than if we're just generally just throwing stuff out there and hoping that um, that it gets you know picked up or, or uh, took interest in. So to give like an exercise to start with. Um, Put together a what what I call is like a uh, a passion statement around your music. So think about in terms of like going to a, maybe a networking event or meeting with someone, and they say, "So hey, what do you do?" 
And uh, and most of us would would say, well, you know, I'm a I'm an artist, uh, you know, and, and many people say aspiring artist, and right. you're already an artist if you're creating art. So get that word aspiring out of your vocabulary. You are an artist, and you and so, but what is specific about that? So what type of art do you create? Mm-hmm. What are you passionate around your art? Start to ask some of those questions, and as you come up with those those answers about starting to specify what's unique about you, we can come up with a. Uh, a specific statement that you can that you can use is kind of a an elevator pitch in a way that helps people understand who you are and what your music is about. Okay. Now, once you come up with that statement, then that that can be sort of like your mission statement. Like many brands would have, like a slogan or a motto, you know. And then that that can be something that go, that goes on um, your website on your social media that is part of the conversation when you're posting and and sharing content. Uh, to be able to help people understand why you're creating the music that you're that you're making and how you hope that it will that it will impact them. Okay. Uh, and I think if we, if we start with that foundational story, that helps a lot. When we dive into marketing individual songs and individual content, then let's get into telling the story around the song. So as opposed to um, going on Instagram and posting the cover art of your of your new song that you released and say, "Hey, go check this out on Spotify. The links in the bio." Uh-huh. Maybe the maybe the the image is a lyric from the song, and the caption is an explanation about what that lyric means to you and what you hope that it how you hope that it connects with uh, with your audience. And you start to come up with some ways to be able to think about how can I tell the story around around my song and help people really have a more intimate experience with uh, the art that I'm creating. And if if you think that as a foundational concept and try to dive deeper into it. Um, then I think you'll, as creatives, you know, we're we're already coming up with with great ideas with our art. Let's get creative with how we share it with people. So let me jump in with a question or maybe an observation. I want to get your insight on this, right? Because I, I agree with what you're saying, and, and it's a good way of thinking about it. A lot of musicians that I've seen, most times when they're telling their story as them as being a musician or a creator or a producer or whatever, it's always, hey, I'm out here grinding. Hey, I'm in the studio again. Um, you know, if you're a producer, hey, I picked up a new piece of equipment, that type of thing. It seems like most people, their story is more about, yeah, my album is going to drop or my single is going to drop, you know, in a couple of months or whatever it may be. That seems to be what everyone is saying. But give me your opinion about this. I saw this one indie artist and she kind of made her story or her brand around the fact that her mom died of cancer. And the way she brands her music is inspirational music for people who are going through major life challenges. So the branding, in my opinion, or the story or the message seems to resonate with her audience. I look at some of her uh, social platforms and when she posts things, it's about overcoming massive odds. Is that in line with what you're talking about? Could that be an example of someone using their own story as an artist? It definitely is. Yeah, that's a great example. Um, And and, and that, that type of um, experience uh, is a great way to think about something that is, as I mentioned before, like a universal human experience. Mm-hmm. So many of us have experienced loss and massive challenges and trauma in our life. And if that is something that is really that, that is passionate to that specific artist and her music is authentically created a- around those ideas and, and, and sharing it with with people to give them uh hope and and uh and support and recovery and you know in those types of experiences then that's absolutely a powerful way to do it mm. uh, i think that the the care the thing to be careful about and what many people might say when they when they hear that example is um is that just a marketing employer is that authentic uh. so it's really important that that is something that's that's really that you're really passionate about 
I have an artist that I that I um, worked on a project recently with, and she had a a, a very um, impactful story uh, for me about her father. Mm. Um, her, her her father had some mental health issues and um, and some addiction issues when she was younger. He disappeared when she was young, and he ended up homeless. Wow! Years later, she ended up uh, running into him on the street. Hmm. And uh, just her telling me that story, you know, it brought it was very emotional to her. And um, and through that experience, she became very passionate about um, advocating for uh, for getting rid of homelessness. Mm. And so she wrote a song about it, um, about a homeless man that she had that she had met. And uh, and he, all he wanted was uh, for someone to just like sit down and chat with him and just have a conversation. And he wasn't didn't wasn't really like even begging for money, just like a human connection. And, uh, and so she wrote a song about that called spare some time mm. instead of, you know, spare some change, just spare some time with someone that just needs a, needs some connection. Wow. And then that song ended up being picked up by an organization that she had just done some work with as a volunteer, mm -hmm. uh, in Chicago, uh, in one of the campaigns that they do to spread awareness around homelessness is in the winter, uh, a bunch of people get together and they sleep outside um and to uh to raise raise awareness um around the fact that that every winter there's countless people in chicago that are that their their home is is outside in the freezing cold right and uh, and uh, and so that that song became the the i don't know anthem theme song for this uh campaign mm -hmm. um that they did and it uh, and it got her a lot of uh of really great exposure but that didn't come from like a PR team that sat down and said, hey, how can we get some good press on, mm -hmm. you know, this opportunity during the Christmas season? You know, uh, it came from her personal experience. And, and with that, you know, you, you don't run into those naysayers that are saying, oh, well, this is because they're always going to be there. You're always going to have the haters, you know. Yeah. Um, but they, they, you, you take that the wind out of their sails in that situation because it's 100 it's percent authentic. Now, now, another thing that people mention when you come up with this is, well, so does everyone just have to have a really sad story in order for our art to connect? And mm. I don't think that's the case either. Um, if you're really passionate about, say, having incredible experiences in life, uh, that that could be an artist that, that writes really great, just like party songs that just uplift people and, and, are, and are used for that type of environment. Um, then that's the the culture that you share around around your music. That's the type of you know experience, mm -hmm. and, uh, and the content that you create around it is the type of incredible experiences that you enjoy. So it might be like maybe you like to travel a lot, um, or maybe there's uh, certain places that you really enjoy you know hanging out. And what is that experience like? And what are the other people that would connect with that type of experience? So it doesn't necessarily have to be that really emotional or. Um, or like, you know, culture shifting, you know, sort of thing. Sure. Uh, it, it could be whatever it is that you're passionate about because, you know, there's other people that are that are out there. Uh, as another example, um, there's an artist that I'm working with right now. It's an incredible independent hip-hop artist. And I noticed something after the first few times that I'd worked with him. Every time he comes into the studio, he's got this super dope uh, vintage jersey on. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and and it's always a different one, you know. Uh, the, he was actually in the studio last night, which made me think about this. And he was wearing the, the Will Smith uh, Bel Air Academy jersey. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, the last session I had, he had the Michael Jordan Space Jam jersey. Mm. Uh, and so he's got all these, these, you know, these different jerseys. So I invited him to start a campaign around... Uh, I don't say a campaign, but like a content strategy around all these different jerseys they have that he wears and what they mean to him. Mm. Now, that's not necessarily directly related to his music, but right. I would imagine that there's many other 
Jersey collectors and, and people that enjoy that type of fashion that are also fans of his style of hip hop music. And that's a great way for him to be able to make that introduction with a common interest. Right. As opposed to saying, hey, I'm another hip hop artist. Come and listen to my tracks because they're dope. You can you can have a, a, a really um, more intimate way and, and a personal way of connecting with an audience. So let me ask you this. If I have, let's say, one of these things, like the Jersey thing going on, or if I have this story, like you mentioned, like the homeless father, or I mentioned the the young lady with uh, the mom dying from cancer, or you alluded to, you know, the people who want to kind of live life to the fullest. Let's say I have that that focus, or I have that that strong interest, or that's that's something that makes me drive as an individual, and I happen to be an artist. Do I then take that and try to create like an audience out of that let's say i'm into you know uh promoting i don't know awareness about cancer but let's say people in the audience they don't care about that do i try to focus only on those who are maybe that resonates with my life experiences like would i lose people if i focus too much on you know these individual kind of uh goals in life from a personal standpoint what are your thoughts about that well, I think in, initially the idea is that you got to cut through a lot of noise. Mm. You know, every every week there's tens of thousands of songs. You know, you hear these statistics that are getting uploaded to Spotify, right. and there's just it, there's an uh, a, an incredible uh, saturation in the market of material that's coming out. And so, how do you find uh, uh, you know a niche to be able to break out within? Mm-hmm. And there's there's also been a number of studies done that that show that like the modern recording artists can really survive out of like a thousand like super fans wow so that's where you know we look at like we don't necessarily need to start with being beyonce we like where she is now you know we need to we need to start by focusing on a core group of people that are going to become cheerleaders for our art Mm. so as opposed to be worrying about who you might miss along along the way understand that that eventually those people are going to become aware of you because you have this support network you know around you might be similar to like a a a young um independent politician that doesn't have all the connections and resources and money and investment yet but they build a a really strong relationship in their community with small groups of people that then become their their uh you know marketers that are going out and telling people about them and sharing so when we think about content we want to we want to ask is it um is it valuable purposeful and shareable and so is someone going to see this and want to share it with other people because they align with it? And we can't do that if we try to reach everyone at the same time. Okay. The only way that's going to work is if we find that that niche group of people that are going to um, be our super fans to align with us. And then that will help us reach out to those other maybe, you, you know, um, uh, just generalized fans that might listen to our stuff every once in a while. And we need both of them. So take me deeper into that, because you mentioned something that maybe went quickly for some people who are listening. You said that I can have potentially a thousand super fans and I can actually eat. I can make a living. Walk walk me through. Who is this super fan? What, what's a super fan? Um, in, in my perception, a super fan is someone that's like the, the, the perfect person that like your music is like made for. Mm. So that's where we, we look at those um, specific characteristics that your music and that you as a person and as an artist have and who are the people that that that, that combination of things is going to most likely connect with. Uh. Um, so I have this worksheet that I work through with with artists and it has a bunch of questions on it that dive like way beyond beyond music. But we try to create a um, 
a, uh, a virtual structure of who that super fan is. Mm. Uh, so some of those questions might, might have to do with like fashion, like what type of clothes do they wear? Um, where, do, where do they, uh, where do they shop? Uh, what type of books do they read? What type of TV shows do they watch? Uh, we start to create this profile of what, of what your fan, um, might be. Uh, the other, the other thing to look at with fans is where do they consume music? Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, like there's a different group of people that are consuming music on Spotify and consuming music on SoundCloud. Right. So like if, you're a, if you're up and coming, like, uh, electronic DJ or, a um, hip hop producer, um, that, or, uh, or just like, or a, or a hip hop artist or something, um, SoundCloud can be a really great way to start to build a community around other uh, creatives that are that are discovering um, you know your music right um, and, and and so there's there's these different platforms uh, in, in which people are looking to discover specific types of music now aside from like streaming platforms there's different uh, different blogs so I don't want to like keep diving into just the hip-hop thing but like um, uh, uh, you know in hip-hop there's like world star hip-hop for example mm-hmm. is a, is a great site that will that will that, that features artists a lot of it is major stuff but there's people that get picked up because they're trending you know right uh in, uh, in the country side of things there's uh there's blogs like uh like the boot and and um and different uh platforms that are that are looking for and discovering um new talent and so you find like what is that uh that medium in the virtual world in your specific market mm-hmm. that is discovering new artists and then we do a case study. So how are those artists getting picked up? What are the things that are happening in their in their career in order for that, you know, that to happen? So is it that their songs are getting added to certain playlists and then those are the ones that those um, trending like, you know, bloggers are, are picking up? Um, does it have to do with uh, a video that goes viral? Um, does someone did someone blow up on TikTok with some really interesting thing that then got, you know, shared around? Um, so we start to just dive a little bit deeper into that research process to understand how this discovery is happening. And then we just work that equation backwards and, 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 you know, and apply it to ourselves in our own uh, unique way. Okay. So, and let's take it back to what I believe is the, the typical person in our audience. I feel like a lot of people who are listening right now, number one, they're getting an amazing amount of information and knowledge. But I also understand that some of us may feel like our our, our brains are getting frozen over by how much um, that's that has to be done and yep. and how much is out there for us to to learn. What is your advice for someone who's just maybe concerned with just making a hot track and just want to drop it on Spotify or whatever platform? What's our next step in terms of actually doing the things that you're talking about? Because this is far different than being in the studio just tracking things. I mean, this is now getting into some other levels of business. Where do I begin? Like, what are some initial steps? Like you mentioned, like a worksheet and things like that. Mm-hmm. Help, help me understand that as an artist. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have some great solutions. Uh, this is a very challenging thing for creatives. Artists are so quick to, to invest money, time and resources into creating art because that's what they're super passionate about. True. But with a majority of artists that are just starting out, when I start to talk to them about business, their eyes roll back in their head <laughs> right. and they're like, yeah, man, I just want to make the music. Exactly. You know, I'm not good at that. And I'm not, I'm not excited about that, you know? And then when, and then the ones that are open to diving into it a little bit more, more often 
and not they get super overwhelmed because there's so much to do. Exactly. And then that overwhelming feeling uh, results in paralysis and then they just go back into creating more music and then the cycle continues and they're making great music. They're enjoying that process, but they're getting super bummed out and eventually burnt out right. because they're not getting the um, the feedback and the um, and the interest in their music that right. they're that they're hoping for. And so we have to understand that it's just it, it's it's a necessary part of the modern music industry. Um, have to create great art first, um, but then that art has to be able to be distributed out, and it's got to cut through through the noise. So there's a couple solutions that I have for helping people work through that. Okay. The first is just is to decide what you want with your career. So if you have a, a full-time job that pays your bills and that, that you're fine with and you're, you're cool with doing that for the rest of your life, but music is just fun and it's a hobby and you want to create it and put it out. And if people find it, they find it. If they don't, you're still creating it and that fulfills you. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. all right. uh, and, and you can totally do that um, and not have to necessarily dive into all of these things. Uh, but I assume if someone's listening to this, they're, they're, pro they're more than likely they probably have a, a little bit of a higher standard for what they where they hope their career is going to go to and the impact that their music is going to have. And if you're in that position, um, then we have to just accept that this is a necessary process of being able to have your art have impact. Mm. So just as inspiring as it is to create the music we should be just as inspired to dive into understanding how to get more ears on it because that's going to allow more people to be inspired by it. So I use that as my motivation. Right. And as motivation that I try to um, incorporate into the artists that I work with, it's not about becoming a, it's not about solely just becoming an entrepreneur because you have to, you know, do it yourself. It's about taking the perspective that by doing that, uh -huh. we will be able to reach and impact more people with our music. Okay. So the result of it is really what's important. And if we can focus on that, I think uh, for me, at least it's easier to be motivated with that, with that. It's easier to stay motivated with that as the, the motivation behind it. Yo, again, Sean Giovanni, man, this guy's a beast and he's providing amazing knowledge. And guess what? There is more for you to learn. Subscribe to the podcast because we're going to be back next week with part two of this series. Sean goes a lot further. Yo, again, special thanks to Sean Giovanni from the record shop down in Nashville. Hey, check us next week. $10.